0: Welcome back to The Balancing Act with Dr. Andrew Temte, President and Global Head of Corporate Learning, author of The Balancing Act. I know you've heard that name before. Teach, coach, mentor, and inspire. What we've been doing so far is making our way through ego versus, and not in a negative way. We keep trying to change the connotation of these words and make you understand how you can be self-reflective and how you can make changes in the way you manage, the way you are as an employee, I will continue to compare it to personal life. I think there's a lot of personal help that can be found here as well, but we're focusing on the corporate world, Kaplan's work with corporate learning, and what you can do to become a better manager and better employee yourself. Now, Andy, uh, you've taken us down five episodes. We're hitting the sixth here. We've talked about ego. We've talked about self-understanding, the idea of therapy, the idea of being able to be open to being coached resilience. We talked about a couple of episodes ago. All of that is sort of setting the stage uh, to get to emotional quotient, emotional intelligence, uh, empathy, and narcissism we'll touch on in a little bit. I think we've done enough recapping over the past few episodes. I will say that if you haven't listened yet, go back through one through five. They are short. They're informative. You'll get a lot out of them. Join us here on the sixth one. You're done with that. I want to dive right in. Self-regulation is an ability to do what? What does self-regulation mean to you when you take a EQ? When you talk about self-awareness, how does self-regulation give us that next building block becoming a better manager?
1: Yeah, so we're we are you know we're we're talking about the underlying tenets of uh, emotional intelligence. Uh, this concept of self-awareness that we talked about in the last episode is the what, if you will. And self-regulation is the how. So self-regulation, it, you know, in it, let's take uh, take a step back. The self-awareness were, was my in, the internal conversations I'm having with myself. My understanding, my own understanding of how I operate, especially uh, from an emotional perspective. And then self-regulation is about how that comes out, <laughs> and how that is, then is evidenced uh, to the to the outside world. Uh, and it's really no more no more no more difficult than that. Uh, and I'll just throw uh, throw another word out uh, for us. And this is on page one hundred and seven of the Balancing Act.
0: Get your highlighters out. You can yeah, go. Uh,
1: but but this is one of the words that I live by. And it helps me frame self-regulation, and that word is thoughtful or or thoughtfulness. Uh, some uh, think about the word conscientious. Uh, I, I like I like uh, I like thoughtful, but that is you know one of the one of the six words that I live by, and I carry that word around specifically to help guide the how, how my emotions come out. Uh, and uh, how I react to a particular situation.
0: So I am now self aware. I'm able to take some time and reflect on who I am and why I'm reacting to different situations. Again, I made the mention before maybe a manager of yours rubbed you the wrong way in a meeting or said something that you thought was a little bit uh, off for some reason. You're able to reflect on that, understand it. Maybe you talk to them separately, you bring it up, you're able to discuss. Hey, this is what I thought. What'd you think? Get to an understanding. Now, self regulation here, the how is it a faucet? Is it how much I am reacting? Is it how much I'm showing I'm reacting with those emotions we talked about last time? What's sort of the parameters of how much is too much self regulation or how much is not enough self regulation in the workplace?
1: Let's talk, uh, let's frame this in the construct of the speed with which things come out of our mouth and how they are connected to our brain.
0: I've been known to maybe not take the time to do so. So I'd love to hear what you have to say.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So um, I'm an individual who more naturally analyzes what's coming out of my mouth before it makes its way out. Now, I... Uh, I've, when I've got one finger pointed at you, I know that I have three pointed back at myself. So, you know, just do this. Your thumb is in the air, I'm pointing at you, but these three fingers are pointing right back at me. And that's about the right proportion uh, that we need to be, that that we need to be, uh, be thinking about. Some people's brains work differently and the words are coming out faster than uh, then the regulator. If you're an engine, I I I, I built small engines when I was a, when I was a boy, but there you know there are regulators on the go karts that we used to yep. build, right? And some some people's regulators are uh, are are a bit off, and the words come out before they uh, b- before they should. I I'd like to take this frame now and tell a little, tell a little story that was deeply impactful. Uh, to me. And hopefully the story will, will resonate about self-regulation and the damage that is caused when self-regulation is not tuned. Uh, so uh, this, is, this is a story from uh, 18 years ago. Uh, and the individual that I'm going to talk about is, is actually no longer with us. Uh, she, she, she passed on uh, a number of years ago. But in a very careless moment in my managerial history, I was with a group of people and this particular individual uh, worked in the shipping department and she was making mistakes. And in a meeting with some of her colleagues, uh, I called her a bonehead, out loud. That word came out. And as you might imagine, uh, that, that careless action made its way back to this, uh, to this individual. And the damage that was caused by that lapse in self-regulation, that, that careless, that thoughtless moment uh, stayed with her uh, probably up until the day that she died. And is, and, and still, I don't want to say it haunts me, uh, that that's not the right frame, but I remember that moment. And I remember the damage that was caused after that moment, uh, to, to this day. And that helps me that, and that, that experience helps me to, uh, to frame self-regulation for myself.
0: It's the uh, throwing a pebble into a lake, right? Like you throw the pebble in where the the pebble goes in, that's one impact. But then the ripples that go beyond it is understanding if you don't do this properly, there are ramifications beyond just that meeting you were having, right? You might have even in that meeting made people feel uncomfortable or put people uh, off to your style at that moment, uh, but specifically to all the other things that come with it. So if we are able to, well, taking a step back, how do you recommend? someone fine tune their, their self-regulation? Like what you're talking about building go-kart engines. How, what's the, what's the mechanism by which I'm measuring, am I properly self-regulating?
1: So my, my suggestion to uh, listeners is to do exactly that. You have two ears, the old sales adage, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason, and they should be used in that proportion, two ears to, to, to one mouth. And uh, there's a lot of uh, direct evidence in all of our lives that, are, that, that we use them in exactly the opposite proportion uh, that, that, that we should. So if you're having troubles with self-regulation it may again. This is not a. This is not psychology today. Right. This is not pop psychology. We're not. Neither you or I are psych- psychologists. We've. Uh, we just have learned uh, a lot in our lives and are passing that that back. Uh, but if you're having trouble with self-regulation, think about active listening as the trigger to. Okay, I'm probably talking too much right now and the risk, and there is risk of me talking too much. So take a step back, open the ears, take a deep breath if you need, recenter, and, uh, and, and kind of start the clock over again using ears first, mouth second.
0: So the, the self-awareness of being aware of, am I speaking too much? I, I, I can share one thing from a, a previous life of mine of doing uh, sports broadcasting. And one of the things you're taught initially, if you're doing any sport is time and score matter most people tuning into the radio are tuning in to know how much time is left in the game and what the score is all of the other beautiful metaphors and descriptive words are secondary to time and score. And as you're being trained as a sports broadcaster, if you have a good manager and coach and and mentor, um, you're taught that you need to make that a priority. So I actually use an egg timer. So every time that egg timer hit two minutes, I would say the time and score until it became second nature, right? It's just part of the way I did play by play. And the the comparison here for me is if you are in a meeting and you notice that your egg timer is running out and you're still going (laughs) and you're still taking up 50, 60, 70% of talk time in a meeting, that's the self-regulation time. That's the time to say, hey, let me at least listen to other people and I'll be honest, I've been in plenty of meetings where if no one else has something to say, then great. You let the floor be open. You, you gave people an opportunity and then you can fill in the next, or, or maybe you didn't have to meet at all, to be quite honest, if that's happening. Uh, but its you can be trained. You can train yourself. You can be aware of these things and give yourself sort of mile markers or, or points of this meeting. It's a 60 minute meeting. I want to speak for less than 10 minutes. And make sure that the floor is open to other people. Um, I did not write this book. That's my own opinion. But um, I I think if I'm understanding this, and as we talk about self-regulation, what's the downside of being over self-regulating? What's the downside for a manager to pull back too much in talk time or feedback or constructive criticism? Uh, What's the downside of being too self-regulatory?
1: Yeah, so you're going to run into the your your local narcissist who, he, who just loves to hear uh, him or herself talk, and will will, and 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 potentially has a magnetic personality to go along with it, uh, and while your self reflecting and uh gaining control of of your emotions they might just move right past you uh you know get a scoop that uh, that you that that you're working on and uh and 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 move past you and so that's the balancing act that uh, that that you that that you that you have to play but it, you know, even in those kinds of situations, lead by example. And one of the things I recommend uh, testing out is becoming uh, comfortable with silence as a trigger to, uh, to, get, to get those ears open and, and to listen. So many of us, uh, myself included, uh, are, are, are uncomfortable with silence sit in a meeting, do it and get out get out the timer that's on your phone and just have everybody sit for a minute in silence and watch what happens. It is fascinating. People are reaching for their phones and they start twitching around and uh, it, A, it's a lot of fun and B, <laughs> you, you and your people will learn uh, from that exercise and then just open the floor uh, to folks. How did, how did, how did that make you feel? What, what, what did that, uh, what did that silence, uh, uh, tr- trigger in, in you? Um, so, so it is that, it is that balancing act between, uh, being too self-reflective, too emotionally aware, too self-regulated, uh, and the speed of business, uh, right. move, moves past you.
0: Right. Yeah. You can't, tamped down so much uh, that you are letting things get past you. Decisions aren't being made, you're not getting product out to market, whatever it might be. I think that's hopefully table stakes for anyone listening to this, but I think good to point it out. I'll point out one other, again, past life to the past life I just discussed. Uh, I did a lot of theater uh, early or late in my teens. And one of the exercises was similar to what you just discussed where we had to close our eyes and without counting in our head, feel a minute. Feel what a minute was. And so, and then you would sit down, right? It was a standing exercise and you would sit down when you thought a minute had passed. And you had people who after 18 seconds were sitting. And then you had the people who after three minutes were still standing. And it just goes to show, to your point, the self-awareness and who each of like our own clocks inside of us are different. And to me, talking to you here and listening to what you're having, what you've been saying is, that's where the listening comes in, being able to let that floor stay open, that if someone feels a minute is actually three minutes, maybe there's something else that needs to be connected, understood, uh, and how you work with someone as they go through. All right, but wrapping up, we have lots still to discuss. And I want to reiterate that this is an ongoing discussion. You can find Andy on LinkedIn. You can find uh, articles across various websites from Andy. The book is available, Balancing Act as well. Uh, And of course, uh, the work Andy's doing with with Kaplan North America, specifically around corporate learning and what the future is there. But as we continue this conversation, we've talked so much about ego and ego has been sort of the basis for a lot of uh, the comparisons and that balancing act we've discussed thus far. Strong ego we've defined is not a negative. It means that you are able to do the yin and the yang, do the the comparison shopping, if you will, of, of moving forward mindfulness, thoughtfulness, strong ego, self-awareness, self-regulating. How does it all play when you are talking to a manager, when you are trying to set them up to become an even better manager than they may be today? How does it all play together? And what's uh, maybe, I guess, the best way to put this, a key takeaway from today's discussion that you want people to bring forward?
1: Well, a couple of things. Uh, First, all of that that you just described is leading us to Episode 7, which is going to center around empathy, uh, which is a big, big topic, but there's, and it's got a lot of component parts, and we've talked about many of those component parts. The other uh, thing that I would just, uh, you know, we talked about certain mind frames and lenses uh, uh, around the concept of self-regulation. Just remember that everyone has their own S H exclamation point T, and if you if you keep that you know like that story that I that I told uh, of, about that individual that I hurt with uh, with 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 my words, uh, if your thoughtfulness quotient, your self regulation will go way up if you just wake up every day, look at yourself in the mirror and go, okay, I'm going to meet a bunch of people today. And when I meet a bunch, when I meet those people, I've just got to remember that they're all dealing with something. And that something is going to be triggering certain emotions in them that have nothing to do, do with me at all. Uh, it's yeah, that this is where narcissism comes <laughs> back into play, right? It is, it is not about me. It is about what those individuals are are dealing with. And in our next session, we'll talk about empathy and narcissism uh, a bit more, but that's the frame that I would leave everybody with.
0: Three more episodes to go in this season. Uh, A series will continue on from here. We are looking to bring in other leaders, other managers for discussions and their viewpoints on what Andy has talked about in the book and also in this podcast series, the work he's doing over at Capital North America as well Uh, in the corporate learning space, ego and empathy, ego and lifelong learning, ego and continuous improvement are next to come. Next up, Ego and Empathy will be on our next episode. Just a reminder, you can find Balancing Act wherever books are sold. Teach, coach, mentor, inspire, and make sure if you're listening to this podcast, you're sharing uh, with your friends and family, your coworkers, maybe a gentle nudge to a manager you think could improve a little bit may not be the worst thing either. That Do that at your own risk, of course. But uh, we appreciate you listening. Subscribe on YouTube, subscribe across all the podcasting apps. We'll be back with more right here on The Balancing Act.